Hey there, this is Tom Webster, and this is Sounds Profitable for Tuesday, August 16th, the podcasting problem hiding in plain sight. A couple of months ago, we released our first research project here at Sounds Profitable, The Creators. And the response to this project has truly been overwhelming, and we're more inspired than ever to continue to provide the industry with key insights and information that's going to help push podcasting forward. One of the data points from the creators has been it's kind of gnawing away at the back of my mind, especially since it's, it's not the first time I've seen data like this. We asked our sample of creators when they started listening to podcasts. And here's what they told us. 42%, more than 4 in 10, say they've been listening to podcasts for less than a year. That means many of the people who say they've ever worked on a podcast are actually fairly new to podcasting. Now, taken as a data point specific to creators, one implication is that many creators actually came to podcasting as creators first and not necessarily as regular consumers of podcasts. Now, this is fairly intuitive, and I'm sure that many of the million or so shows on Anchor, for instance, were created by relative newcomers to the medium. Here's the thing, though. This data point isn't unique to creators. In fact, I've seen it crop up in survey after survey with podcast listeners in general. The last time that Edison Research released this for all podcast listeners was back in 2019 uh, in a separate report that they did called The Podcast Consumer. And for that data point, uh, amongst those who say that they are monthly podcast consumers, 45% say they started listening in the last year. 48% of those who have ever listened to podcasts said that they just started listening within the last year. And I've seen this pattern over and over in multiple public and private research studies. Uh, you see it in last year's edition of the U.S. Latino Podcast Listener Report. Uh, same thing amongst U.S. Latino monthly podcast consumers, 48% have been listening for less than a year. And I'm going to venture that's not a coincidence. Nielsen put out a, a similar stat earlier this year indicating that 51% of podcast listeners have been listening for less than two years. And I've not been able to ferret out the original source for that data, so we'll just let that lie. All right, so what's the big deal? I mean, this is all good news, right? Well, the issue here is that with all of these data points indicating that 40% or more of regular podcast listeners are fairly new to the medium, you also have to square it with the growth curve for podcasting in general. And if you look at how podcasting has grown year over year, uh, just looking at the most recent infinite dial, in the last five years, monthly podcast listening has gone from 24% to 26% then 32, 37, 41. There's growth, and it's good solid growth at that. But there's nothing in this chart that hints at such a massive influx of new listeners. If 40% of podcast listeners are kind of new to the medium, we might expect the growth curve to be a little bit steeper. And there is, of course, a logical explanation for this, assuming that all of these studies are correct. And I mean, I, I worked on them, so I have some confidence. And it's one word churn. What these data taken together all suggest is that the inexorable march to the mainstream for podcasting has not been an unfettered climb, but rather a case of continually moving three steps forward and two steps back. 
And that is the issue that podcasting as an industry really hasn't confronted in any meaningful way. And that's churn. Now, churn might be a, a difficult concept for longtime podcasters to grapple with. After all, we're all fans of the medium, and we've made a place for podcasting in our daily habits. Now, that's true for many listeners who have been around for the last 5, 10, or even 15 years. For us, our next question when one podcast ends is, well, what's the next podcast? But I submit that this is not true for the newest fans of the medium. For them, encountering podcasting for the first time, maybe in 2020, 2021, or even this year, they came for a show. And when that show is over, or the listener is tired of it, the question newer listeners ask is, not what podcast should I listen to next? They might not even ask a question at all. TikTok is always there. Now, I absolutely know people in my extended orbit of friends and family who have dropped off the rolls of podcasting. Maybe they stopped listening to a daily news podcast because, well, gestures broadly at civilization. Maybe they came for a limited series and that series is now over. Maybe they just got sick of Joe Rogan. Whatever the reason, we can't assume that when someone finishes a podcast, that they're automatically headed for another one. When you think about it in that regard, you think about cross-promotion a little bit differently. Today, networks have figured out the power of cross-promotion to build audiences for new shows. But if you think about it, you're kind of rolling the dice on one specific show when you do that. We assume that fans of Unsolved Murder Case Podcast Number 1 will naturally like Unsolved Murder Case Podcast Number 2. But what if they aren't that interested? What if it doesn't grab them? A valuable inventory slot was spent on that promotion. But if the subject of the promoted podcast doesn't grab, that listener is cut loose. And there's no guarantee that they're going to listen to another podcast, period. With that mindset, it might profit publishers to think about doing something else with at least some of that inventory that they really haven't had to do before. If you operate under the assumption that the listener to your show isn't looking for a new podcast to listen to, what would you sell them? I submit you would promote podcasting itself. And this is a thing the industry really hasn't done, hasn't had to do. We got by in earlier times with an audience of people who were fans of the medium. But that's not going to get us over the next hump, especially when Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez are teaching us that podcast listeners are, well, kind of dorky. The topic of listener churn is one that we're certainly going to be looking at here at Sounds Profitable. And I'm curious what your experiences are with this. And you can share them with me at tom at soundsprofitable.com. Or if you are one of our wonderful sponsors who are making these lines of inquiry possible for us, you can corner me at Podcast Movement in a couple of weeks, uh, especially during our inaugural Sounds Profitable Business Summit where we're going to be presenting our latest research study after these messages, which is going to be a definitive look at live scripted announcer reads in podcast advertising. And I hope to see you there. Before we go, I just want to let you know that this episode was produced with the help of Spooler. With a simple drag and drop interface, Spooler helps podcast publishers and app developers get audio to listeners faster and easier. And you can find out more at spooler.fm. I'm Tom Webster. You can find this article and many others at soundsprofitable.com. Thanks for listening. 
We'll see you next time.